You're listening to the One Young World Diaries, a Deloitte Indonesia podcast that brings you conversations on social impact issues and everything on One Young World, the biggest young leaders platform, with me, Gia, as your host throughout the series. Enjoy! What's up, Impact Creators? I'm so happy to be back again on this One Young World series. I'm so excited to introduce you all to our guest today. Um, She's a really cool, empowered female fashion lawyer and cultural sustainability consulting artisan designer collaborations, IPR and sustainability strategies expert. And um, she's from Romania, and she has also founded um, this organization, this amazing initiative called the Cultural Intellectual Property Rights Initiative, abbreviated CIPRI. Welcome, Monica. Thank you so much. This is so exciting to do a podcast from Romania to Indonesia um, to talk about such complicated words. (laughs) No, I'm so happy to have you like um, on the series. It's really exciting. I've been um, really looking forward, especially, um, you know, as a woman myself, just to have other women leaders taking um, leadership in their own initiatives is really exciting for me. So thanks again for agreeing to be a part of the series. My pleasure. Uh, it's super exciting. I mean, we live in an interconnected world. Everything we do here impacts you there. 100% agree. Um, I think that's really the nature of all of our future relationships um, going forward as well. Is really that you know all this interconnectedness is going to impact all of our decisions. So everyone from companies to industries to social advocates really have to think about how their action is going to impact beyond their own local communities. Even exactly, so, and exactly. ecosystems. We have to think about ecosystems. Yeah. Uh, One young world is an ecosystem. System. We met in an ecosystem that has such an impactful reach um, yes. everywhere on the globe at the yes. moment. I do want to ask you about One Young World. I mean, we met there and of course, I saw you from the audience perspective because you were one of the delegate speakers for the poverty alleviation plenary session. When you attended the One Young World, did you find any other sessions, you know, striking to you all the plenary sessions were extremely impressive another thing that was um, extremely impressive for me was the opening ceremony especially the flag bearing ceremony yeah it was beautiful Um, I was just sitting next to two people that I never saw in my life before but we had such an amazing time together you know we were looking at each other um, and wow this is really what it is yeah. This is the world that we live in, where yeah. everyone was just, you know, holding hands. Like, it was yeah. amazing to see, yeah. you know, all these things that we, politics and interests, and it was just one person, ultimately. Right. I had tears. It was happy tears. It was just yeah. excited tears. I mean, you know, it, you just felt the energy of of everyone um i think that was that was kind of the main goal maybe of the one young world organization to have that kind of opening ceremony but it was so moving and um i saw you from the perspective there was this young woman and she was so passionate speaking about this cultural initiative and also coming from a similar legal background from me um can you maybe just give the audience you know a little bit of description of what the one young world experience was like for you um for me it was honestly um 
the moment where I realized that what I am doing um, is really important. On the World Intellectual Property Day, on the 26th of April, was the day I launched the platform. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, I was, I strategized it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, CIPRI, the Cultural Intellectual Property Rights Initiative, um, is a worldwide movement that empowers artisans, craftspeople, craft communities, and indigenous communities, and wants to represent their interests in a mediation uh, with textile and fashion businesses. For that, we do we have four pillars um, of action: legal consultancy, advocacy for cultural IP rights, cultural sustainability consultancy, and fieldwork research. Uh, and they're all interconnected. We realized that um, in the fashion and textile business, the way you could go to, you know, to make the connection with the actual craftspeople is through this dynamic dimension of sustainability. Um, In a buyer-supplier relationship, this has, the people have become so monetized that um, it's difficult to convince the industry, you know, to to pay attention to the rights of the craftspeople that work with maybe I don't know three middlemen around uh, along the supply chain. Right. But you talk about sustainability because this is um, you know a concept that they need to integrate um, with in their supply chains. Um, there's a pillar of sustainability as well. Uh, culture is the pillar of sustainability. And cultural sustainability for us uh, at the Cultural Intellectual Property Rights Initiative means integrating this traditional knowledge and this craft, textile craft, in contemporary supply chains. And we used, we developed this definition uh, as a working definition to create this bridge, to facilitate this bridge with the textile and fashion industry and give already the industry the tool. Look, it's here. Integrate the craft in your supply chain and let's right. see how we do this integration. Mm-hmm. So we do field work to understand the context, the cultural context and the lifestyle of the people whose you know knowledge and craft should be integrated in this supply chain because you cannot take you know the weaver from their house. Right. That is their lifestyle. The weavers mm-hmm. weave at their house mm-hmm. um, and the the day the work day is as long as possible and it's very interesting how all that is connected so that's mm. part of the concept of cultural sustainability and where we consult this is what we you know tell um fashion stakeholders like or production textile production stakeholders it's not just about the price you get for that meter look it's this whole thing right. that is part of their the whole story. life it's their it's their it's low, whole the whole lifestyle. way they structure their life yeah i think the concept here is um the fact that you are able to bring attention by an industry that is so heavily focused on profit and um, you know minimizing the cost that they have to again you know look beyond just minimizing but ensuring sustainability by taking care of the people who contribute to their industry profit um, has a new currency profit is no longer just about money it's about well-being for the people because 
I believe this should be the new measure of profit for any business. Yeah, that's um, brilliant. And then how do we measure well-being? Uh, this is then something that uh, is up to you know the community that you're addressing and you know your group of uh, stakeholders, but this should be the measure of profit. And um, this work was for many um, seen as a, you know, Don Quixote kind of uh, job, like fighting against uh, the windmills without right. any chance of success. Um, kind of like and the underdog. Yeah, but more than the underdog. It was like you're the hopeless little <laughs> artist who wants to, you know, do something impossible. And often because... At the beginning, it was really frustrating. Um, right. A lot of men would look at me and, you know, being, oh, this um, this lady who, um, you know, wants to change the world. Ha, ha, ha. We've seen this so many times. Yeah. So it, it was many times frustrating and um, painful. And at times, even very close people, you know, even um, members of close family wouldn't really understand what I do. So at One Young World, I got on a scholarship. And getting that scholarship and then getting uh, the opportunity to be listened to by the entire audience present there um, and having so many people come and say, what you do is so important. I've never thought we didn't know these cases exist. We never realized the degree to which, I don't know, the textile industry needs a reform. This this was extremely empowering and it was it built it rebuilt my self-confidence. I mean, that that's also another beautiful message for the listeners who who are going to start, I don't know, their own initiative, you know, from just hearing what you're saying, you know, failure or just negativity is a part of the process. And it's absolutely yes. necessary for you to grow as a leader and for you to, you know, keep on clarifying whether you're on the right path or not. So thank you for that. What, what, what was so striking to me is I think because of like the message that you raised, you essentially kind of intertwined the concept of this human rights, of this indigenous peoples, of vulnerable communities with the very modern idea of like intellectual property. And it was just like, you know, it clicked in people's brains that, oh yeah, like there are these vulnerable communities um, where we haven't, you know, really been protecting them if the whole message of One Young World was that no one gets to be left behind, we absolutely cannot forget about these indigenous um, communities and what speaks on their identity. What's interesting, connecting back to what you just said about, you know, uh, how One Young World is not leaving everyone behind. I really like this. This is a message that I hope to, you know, I hope to to get across there and we, we should emphasize it here again. Uh, these communities, yes, they shouldn't be left behind, but they don't, they deserve, it's not an act of aid. It's mm. an act of equity. It's an act of right. justice. It's an act of, it is their right. Because we talk about alleviating poverty, but who are we, you know, we are still keeping the majority at a such like ground level of the pyramid um, yeah. instead of shifting that pyramid a bit and recognizing the value of their input and their knowledge. Right. And this, this is a big issue. Like they have different settings, but the value they create is probably even sometimes higher than what we create just, mm -hmm. you know, in, in, in our westernized models. 
Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. People should absolutely um, understand that this is this issue of what your initiative is is trying to fight for is really just social justice. It's embedded into everyday modern society in in your clothing. Um, I think you used a lot of clothing um, examples um, in your yes, in your speech. The fashion industry is kind of the most visible. Um, exploitative stakeholder uh, of the craft communities and indigenous uh, cultures. Nowadays, they, they directly print designs that are, for example, originally embroidered or uh, handwoven or, you know, different structures. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes these designs have spiritual and identitary meaning. Exactly. Um, other times they don't necessarily have that meaning, but still they belong to the cultural patrimony of community that doesn't get anything in return. Yeah. Uh, it's the status of, of these people that's more important. Like, are you looking at them as right holders or are you just looking at them as skilled labor. That's the issue, right? That's the issue. We were talking this year, went again in India for a second study, and we were talking with people who have been involved in the craft sector, uh, and they said, you know, um, the the quality, uh, everything is is decreasing because they are not motivated, and they see they don't get paid um, enough. They don't get valued. And they don't get valued, and most importantly, their self-esteem and their pride. Mm. They are gone. I think what what you do is is so important, and I love that you do these consultancies. Like you basically give access of like you give access to justice essentially for these vulnerable communities who probably they don't even know what their intellectual property rights are, especially when you know they fall under this cultural heritage. So I really want to applaud you for leading such an initiative, and we need more of that. 100% um, and I hope that one day you can expand to include research from Indonesia as well because we need that kind of civic engagement for the community here. I, I decided to take this risk to go in a different direction. I was in Bali in fact. And after really? Bali, I, yeah, 2016 at the beginning of the year uh, I was in Bali um, and when I came back um, I quit my collaboration with this law firm in Bucharest that I was working with. Uh, and then I took that that big step and I realized I need to nurture the initiative. At that time, I didn't know much about textiles. Mm. Uh, I learned they were uh, just screen printed um, fabrics. Oh, right. I wanted to get, you know, the real batik and I was uh, asking, you know, in I the will market, send you one. <laughs> are you t- are you no, I'm not. I'm not. Like I was asking home. in the market, you know, and they said, no, 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 this is the real thing. And it wasn't. But it that's where, you know, it started. It did me good. Indonesia did a lot of good to me. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to hear that, even though I'm so sorry for that event where, where they unfortunately cheated you. But again, uh, coming back to the same, you know, motivation that you were saying that a lot of these people are un- undervalued. And so they don't see the value of, of, of their goods and they don't know, you know, how um, to kind of emphasize which one is real artisan product and exactly. what and you can't and you can't even blame them uh, what they get and how they live of course 
they need to do things like these. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, if they if they would have a system that supports and you know dignifies them, they wouldn't be doing this. Right. They wouldn't. I'm just paraphrasing what whatever um, amazing message that your initiative has. I think it's uh, it's so important for the young people nowadays to think about moving forward is 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 really about understanding the people that are around you the communities that are contributing to this and that's what you've put so much emphasis there are these local indigenous communities who are so talented and you know you have to acknowledge their equal rights and to participate as a partner to this not just a laborer that you're paying cents to you know that's not a sustainable business model for this industry they going forward they really you know the future way of thinking is to involve them in the process and then you're enriching and empowering those communities and who knows how how much it will grow and who knows um just just what beautiful outcome it, it would have to to the to the overall economy so i really um applaud you for advancing I have a proposal that for you Okay, go ahead. I'm scared. You should be, no. Like, I was just listening what you said, and I think you should be an ambassador for the cultural and intellectual property rights initiative, which wow. already I am, <laughs> I am speechless. But um, this is what I, I always ask for all of these podcast um, guests that I have in this series. Um, as a closing remark, if you could speak to the youth of today, Um, just like a brief advice, what would you say? I think the only message for today's youth is to be thinking more about the other than individualistically. Like what we need to think now is what is our path as a global community. Like we need to start thinking collective of collective and of community. And if we look out at many of these communities that despite all the troubles that have uh, and the cruelties many of these communities have gone through, then we see that this is maybe one of the the ingredients that that ensures the survival of the idea of community and then and, and working on on developing that uh, at all the levels that we can. I love that the survival of community it really just depends on us acknowledging. Um, how we affect each other and this whole collectiveness, this concept of collectiveness really needs to be understood by by everyone. So thank you so much, Monica. I think this is a really enlightening and brilliant session. Um, I hope that a lot of people are going to be, you know, triggered to look into their journeys and their current future plans and see how they can involve and engage local communities, um, you know, as part of their future business, as part of their daily lives and how to empower that. Thank you so much again, Monica, for for joining me for the session. And um, I look forward to meeting you again one day and seeing you maybe back in Bali with a better experience <laughs> and also maybe, you know, expanding Sipri here in Indonesia. Um, and I for, would love that. Yeah, that would be excellent. Like, um, I would definitely take you around for that. So thank you, everyone, and um, I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us this week on One Young World Diaries. Make sure to follow Deloitte Indonesia's podcast so you'll never miss out on hearing from today's youth changemakers and One Young World ambassadors. See you on the next episode.